one more episode of Building Families in the Faith. I'm Brian Johnson. This is my lovely wife, Rebecca Johnson, and we're pleased that you're with us for one more episode. We're going to continue talking about uh, training up a child, training up a, a toddler, and things that uh, that are crucial, things that are important as we build the foundation here and facilitating <laughs> the rest of of, of our lives and their lives as well. Uh, we talked about the table and meal times and how that can help us, especially at that young age, uh, to get certain things going. And we're going to continue that same age frame mm-hmm. uh, and certain other aspects of, of how to rear our kids. Right. So we're still dealing with crawlers and toddlers. And um, anyone who's had one or who currently has one knows what an adventure this could be. So we talked about the table, so let's get them away from the table. What about the rest of the house? (laughs) We talked about what to do there. So let's talk about the rest of our house. So when you talk about crawlers and toddlers, you hear a lot about baby-proofing a house. And yes, to a degree, you do need to baby-proof. Yes, get your medicine up and out of the way. Cleaning products shouldn't be down low because children can't tell the difference. because a lot of cleaning products and medications are colors of our beverages that we use every day. So yes, in that regard, we do baby-proof the house. But there, are, there's a line to be drawn here, and I think modern parents are not drawing the line in the right spot. In, unfortunately, today, everything is padded, padlocked, you know, we don't teach children any boundaries, we just hide everything. Right. And that's something we want to discuss. It's kind of a pitfall of parenting that a lot of people fall into. So there is a boundary. Yes, dangerous chemicals, medicines, all of that needs to be up and out of the way, out of line sight of a small toddler because they cannot tell the difference between a glass of water and a glass of bleach, okay? And too many parents have experienced the sadness of what happens. Right. But... What about your decorations, your books, um, things that are not detrimental to their life, okay? Things that not, they won't kill them. But what about that? So you have maybe a coffee table or a bookcase, different things like that. Do you then, when a toddler or crawler comes along, suddenly remove every decoration you have from about a foot and a half, two feet high down? And move it all up. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's your answer. <laughs> um, we we want to train the child um, to obey us, and, and the Bible clearly teaches us. You know, uh, clearly teaches the child that they're supposed to obey us. Uh, children obey your parents and Lord, and that also teaches us as parents uh, train up a child in the way she goes. So it's it's our job as parents to to, to be developing in this child, um, even though he can't. Um, do a whole lot of stuff yet we're still uh at, at the most important part uh, time really to, to teach them to obey immediately uh completely and with a, with a good attitude mm-hmm. and so as we're teaching this we're not taking things out of his realm um out of his line of sight there you gotta keep it <laughs> right you have to have things there and no you're not going to leave your your grandmother's fine antique china that's irreplaceable don't put that down right the toddler can grab um, it. <laughs> but that shouldn't be down there anyway <laughs> but 
we want things that are um, uh, off limits and some things we make off limits just to train. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and so breakables and things like that, you're, you, you do want to have some of those things around where the child can reach them because we want to develop that, the, the understanding, the acknowledgement of what no means, what yes means. And we as parents need to be very consistent with this. Uh, a no needs to mean no every time and a no means to mean no the first time. And, and so as this child is starting to crawl around and is able to reach a book, um, you, you, you want to teach them uh, uh, by, by repetition, um, discipline here, uh, when they don't <clears throat> obey. They, they really quickly learn what no means. Mm -hmm. And they learn what no means because you teach them what no means. Uh, so as they reach for something and you say no, um, if the hand continues to go for it, your hand needs to go for his hand and smack it. And we need to train them that no, if not obeyed, comes with discipline. And that's part of the, the training here. So no, we're not going to sit down and say why they can't touch it and all this kind of stuff. It's just a matter of no, period. Um, so where obviously the electrical sockets are all where they can touch them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, uh, we never put any of those child-proof <laughs> uh, <laughs> into the sockets. We didn't need to. Uh, we trained our kids not to touch it and we trained our kids. And some of these things you train them even before they go for it. Uh, you don't have to wait for that hand to go to something for you to right. teach them no. Mm. Uh, you can point out th certain things, this is a no-no. This is a place you don't go. This is a thing you don't touch. And they, they will learn quickly. Mm -hmm. As long as you are consistent and as long as you, are, uh, uh, you follow through with, with what you say. Um, and so the, the electrical sockets are all there. Uh, none of our kids stuck their fingers in it. None of our kids stuck anything in it. And that's not because they weren't curious, just like any other kid. It's because they were taught. I want to point out here... Um, here's here's what we mean by this. You've seen it. You have a, a baby who may not even be crawling yet, but they are cognizant of the fact that people put things in their mouth and it is good. This is typically about the time that they're starting to switch over to solid foods. And you're sitting at the table. You have little baby on your lap and mommy, daddy, aunt, uncle, whoever, put something in their mouth and they immediately reach out to grab it from you. Now, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is the perfect time to say no and continue eating. But what do typically what happens is mom, dad, whoever is drinking something, eating something, that baby lunges for it, tries to grab it and we just yank it out of their path and laugh. Okay, well, now the kid learns that this is a game. Right. It's funny. He can make you laugh. And everybody, it doesn't matter how little you are, you understand that laughter is far more enjoyable than crying. So you've made something pleasant out of disobedience. It's a funny thing. They make mom and dad happy, and they're laughing. So your reaction mm -hmm. to them grabbing something of laughter or grabbing your cell phone to record it, which this modern generation records all sorts of childhood sin and then laughs it off and right. thinks it's funny. 
Well, it's not funny when they end up in jail someday because they didn't learn a limit. It isn't funny. You say no, and you continue to drink. If they grab it again, a little smack on the hand, no. And guys, that little smack on the hand is not hurting them. It isn't. Um, But it is kind of snapping their attention. Oh, okay. Mom didn't think that was funny. Mom didn't laugh. That I didn't like that feeling. Okay, let's not do that again. This is what we're talking about. Now, as far as things on your coffee tables or down low, obviously don't put something on purpose just to trip them up. If it's something that you'll be devastated if you lost it, don't put it down low. This is something like a dollar store item or something from the thrift store that you can use as a decorative piece that when and if a child doesn't listen and grabs it, and you had to discipline them because of the sin, but it broke, you aren't in your room sick, sobbing, because it was an irreplaceable piece. Mm-hmm. Now, I will warn you, as mother, eventually, some kind of accident's going to happen throughout childhood of an irreplaceable piece that is going to devastate you. Mine was my Unity Candle. My Unity Candle was a... Uh, it was an oil lamp engraved with my my wedding invitation and it wasn't when they were toddlers we had taught them very firmly but a ball flew through the house and they weren't supposed to be playing the ball in the house they were much older obviously (laughs) and there went my unity candle and was I devastated absolutely were they devastated absolutely because mom was bawling and crying so do be aware that eventually something of value is going to break But your goal is to train them as much as possible not to let that happen. So another thing is books. Okay, let me warn you a couple things. Number one, one thing you probably don't want to leave close to grabbing hands is a pen. They watch you and they see that hand motion and magically things appear on a piece of paper. You need to train your toddler. Now you might think, but oh well, it's not school yet. No, it isn't. But train them as a toddler. They are not allowed to write in a book, right? Because or on the wall or, or on the table exactly. or anything else. Exactly. When it's color time, you will give them a piece of paper and you stick with them. Don't wander off. This is a huge training time. Let them color mm-hmm. on a large piece of paper, and if they start to go off the paper, put that hand back. No, ma'am. No, sir on the paper and let them learn to color on the paper because toddlers are are ready to do this kind of thing it's a good training for motor skills for fine motor skills but you have to have limits and boundaries they can't just grab any book and do it they can't color on the wall that's not funny no if they color on the wall that's discipline that isn't funny that's destruction of property kids who are allowed to color on the wall and on the floor and on the table grow up to be people who um, tag and graffiti everything. And that's not pleasant. So put a limit. Teach them. You have to teach. This is the best. They are sponges right now. They can learn languages, multiple languages. If there's people in your house that speak other languages, take advantage. Multiple languages. They can learn fine motor skills. They can learn yes and no. They can learn what to use, what not to use. Set your boundaries. Set your boundaries and stick to them. Um, and, and 
each household will have a different set of boundaries yes. because you have different things right. than another person. And they're going to push on the boundaries. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you have to be consistent. They're trying to find where where the the concrete walls are and uh, that's real Brazilian. Anyhow, <laughs> where the, the fixed walls are and where the movable things are. Where you're fixed on your, you, this is a no-no, this is a yes-yes. And where you're flexible. And so they will push against whatever you say. Um, and with your consistency, quickly, immediately, at the beginning here, they'll learn where their walls are, they'll learn where, the, they'll learn where their boundaries are. And once they know where their boundaries are, they'll be content and they'll be mm -hmm. secure. But if we don't have the consistency to say this is always a no, this is always okay, uh, and there's, um, we, we have to have that, that consistency so that they know where they can go and where they can't go, what they can do, what they can't do. And once they learn it, they're, they're more secure in that and they're more content with that. Um, but if we're always flexing, we're always changing, then they will continually push on everything mm -hmm. because it's always moving so they don't know. Uh, and that's our fault because we haven't consistently uh, been consistent with our, our no's and our yeses and what we can and what we can't do. Um, as a child grows, you know, he will always, uh, he wants to know where, where, the, where, where he can and cannot go. Uh, speaking, you know, um, not geographically necessarily, but what he can and cannot do. And it, what his limits are. And we have to remember that these walls that we're putting up for them is not to um they're not prisons mm -hmm. uh they're protection and the protection from the elements the house we have is, is a protection from elements the protection from the cold protection from the heat uh, protection from the rain protection from thieves uh, protection from from other things that are outside those walls they're not prisons for us to 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 be locked in they're protections for us and our discipline and our uh, consistency with our children they're also, they are rules, but those rules are there to protect those children. And that's how you have to look at it. It's not, uh, it's not a bunch of rules just to have rules. It's, it, there's reasons behind that. And we're doing it because we love that child and we want what's best for that child. And so God establishes very clearly what he wants us to do and what he wants to, want us to do. And we as parents also need to do the same for, for our children, uh, uh, including before they're walking, including before they're crawling sometimes some things but especially when they're starting crawling you got to be consistent and you got to be mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, very clear yeah. as to what they can and cannot absolutely let let me just give you a scenario here how many children end up in the burn unit every week mm -hmm. because parents have not taught them not to touch mm -hmm. it was on the coffee table they didn't reach up to a stove and pull right. a boiling and pot of water down. That is very rare. Right. It does happen. But more often than not, a toddler gets burned because mom just poured her cup of coffee, put it down on the coffee table, and the child has never had any limits given to him. He reached up, grabbed, yanked, and sent boiling water down the front of him, and he's in the burn unit. And mom's miserable. The child is miserable. Mom feels like a failure. And to a degree, she did fail. Yeah. Accidents happen. We know this. But sometimes it happens because we haven't set a boundary and a limit. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to add, when you go to other people's houses, now, you can have all the boundaries and limits and everything in your house, and then you go to someone else's. 
you still need to establish with that child right away. Mommy does not want you to touch that. No. And it does not matter if it is grandma and grandma. Unfortunately, I find that grandparents and, and we do have one grandbaby in heaven and we hope to have more here on earth. But as grandparents, I would warn to grandparents, we need to watch out and not just be like, oh, let them do whatever they want. We, if you were a good parent, you didn't do that with your child. Now, while discipline isn't necessarily our wheelhouse, we should support uphold our children and what? uphold the rules they've established. Mm -hmm. If 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 you're in someone else's home or if someone else is in your home, and the parent says something to the child, and no, don't contradict them. Mm -hmm. uh, don't say it's okay. No, it's mm -hmm. not. The parent said it's not. It's not. It doesn't matter what it was. Uh, that parent is responsible to God to rear that kid, not you. Uh, you 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 let that parent uh, back that parent back authority. I'm, I'm I'm tired of of us not backing the authority. And as a cousin, or as an uncle, as an aunt, as a mm -hmm. grandparent, back the authority of the parent. Right. And help that parent rear that kid for God. And part of that is everybody being on the same page, especially mom and dad. You have to be on the same page, and you have to be mm -hmm. consistently, uh, both of you, uh, or that child will eventually turn you against each other uh, in, the, in her child rearing. And if you have a situation with parents, grandparents, who are maybe not Christians, be careful how much time mm -hmm. you spend with them because they will contradict everything you say. Mm -hmm. And that is why very often a child comes back from a grandparent, as we call spoiled rotten. Right. And it takes another week and a half of constant discipline to get the child back right. in line. So be careful how much time you spend with parents or uh, with grandparents, aunts and with uncles, family members who are not Christians. Right. And even Christians who do not uphold any right. kind of standard. So whoever's going to be undermining your authority, whoever's going to be undermining your your discipline and your your rearing this child, um, obviously parent, parents, your parents, you have some limit. You know, you you have to have something there, but limit it, uh, control it, um, be there with them if you have to to mm -hmm. to, to reinforce what you're doing. But as a parent, it's your responsibility to rear a kid, and part of that is is understanding and seeing what is influencing them. Goodly, that's for about good. not a word. <laughs> for good, <laughs> uh, for for the good, and and what's influencing poorly or for the wrong, and and limiting that or raising that, depending on on what direction it's mm -hmm. taken. The wise men will walk with the wise men, and and, and the same thing is true in everything else. Uh, get good, uh, become friends with good parents who are rearing their kids right, and let that friendship uh, influence your kids. And their kids influence your kids by obedience and all that kind of stuff instead of being the opposite. Yeah. I would also add really quickly here, um, if you do not have family members who uphold your belief system, it wouldn't be a bad thing to find an older couple in the church who successfully reared your children mm -hmm. and adopt them as grandparents mm -hmm. because you can spend more time with someone who would be on the same page right. and lead your children in the right direction. While you still maintain a relationship, of course, mm -hmm. with your family, we would recommend that you find an adopted family to support you if you are not from a Christian home mm -hmm. and not from a Christian background or have a family that is against everything you believe. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being with us for one episode of uh, Building Families in the Faith. Uh, use your church family. Uh, use everyone you can uh, to help. Uh, it's your responsibility, yes, but the more influences for the good. 
that we can have, the better as well. If you do have any questions, if you have any subjects that we, you want us to, to touch on, uh, please email us or contact us and let us know and we'll try our best uh, to help you uh, through this program here of Building Families and the Faith. See you next time.